So 2016 is a few hours away from ending. Who's breathing a sigh of relief about 2016 ending? Okay, there's a few people. Who's content with their 2016? Eh, about the same. Is there anybody disappointed that 2016 is ending because it's been such a good year? Uh, no hands, okay. I don't know if that's a good thing. For me, I've had a mixture of the three. And I don't want to take long tonight because I'm keen to stop talking and see what the Holy Spirit wants to do. We're privileged to have some members of the prophetic team that you've heard Pastor Christy talk about this year to, to come and, and, and pray over you and stand with you for a great 2017. So let's end this year on a high and start 2017 with some really, really good momentum. So let's pray. Father God, we thank you for the ability to meet together in your name and in your house. I thank you for the freedom that we have to praise your name forevermore and that we have that privilege to do that, Lord. And so as we're here tonight, I pray that you would stir in people's hearts and that there would be, you know, some ill feelings and, and, and bad stuff that's gone on that's turned around for good because your mercies are new, Lord. And I just pray that you would speak your words through my lips and that lives would be touched tonight, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. So tonight, while I have the microphone, I want to share a little about my year and leave you with some encouragement and a challenge. You see, each year, Emma and I, we, we choose a word for the following year. Well, it's kind of not really choosing. We, we pray on it and see what the Holy Spirit says. And I know Em told me what her word for 2017 is. I'm not going to spoil it. But she was a little bit disappointed because of what it is. I think it's amazing. I think it's going to be an amazing word for her. But anyway, for, for me, for 2016, the word was greater. And I was sitting there at the, the end of last year and I'm going, I've got no idea how that's going to play out. And it, it, it was a challenge to actually believe for greater. See, the, the end of last year, I was a little lost with what I was supposed to do. I knew my calling, but I wasn't seeing any progress. So I was frustrated and, and I think I veered off my own path and wasn't running my race. I was frustrated by a perceived lack of God moving in my life. I think when you feel spiritually dry, you miss the things that are right in front of you. You miss the open doors or the, or the good things that God has. And the fact is that, that everything that God lays on your plate works out for good. You can't always see it, but it works out for good. So hearing this word greater from God, it... It just wouldn't go away. It's like, God, how can there be greater when there's nothing to be greater than? But what I've learned this year is that anything is greater than nothing. But at the time, I didn't see it that way. You see, I, and I, and, and I think there'd be people here who have asked, you know, Jesus says that you will do greater things than these. But we go, so why don't we see them? Why aren't they happening all the time? And I think it's because sometimes we have a sense that somebody else will do it or it'll happen when it happens or 
We just miss the opportunity because we're looking in the wrong direction. See, what we have to ask, ask ourselves is if we are going to listen and to be ruled by our situations and how things are feeling, or if we are trusting in and putting our hope and trust in God and for him to be God. Are we letting the Holy Spirit move in and through us? And see, the thing that Jesus says about being and doing greater isn't hard to understand. In John chapter 14, verse 12, he says, Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. That's a pretty cool promise, yeah? That when we have faith in Jesus, we have the ability to do the same, but even more than that, we can do greater things than even he did. And he's the guy that walked on water. He could calm storms. He raised people from the dead. He healed countless people. But he says that we can do greater. Regardless of who we are, what we're doing, or how we're feeling, Jesus says, you can do greater. So do you believe that? Does it excite you that you can do that? So I was challenged when God spoke this to me in December last year. The year started with with getting to share about this briefly at Cheltenham in January and being best man at my best mate's wedding. So on paper, it's a pretty good start to the year, but there was just something in me that, that wouldn't accept this word. I was too worried about doing other things that I jumped out of my lane and was running somebody else's race. And it's easy to do that sometimes. As we come to to this time of year, we we can get into a contemplative mode. We either have a positive leaning or a a negative leaning. And that's human nature. But we kind of have two choices where we run from the negative and so run from God because we don't think that he's there or we can be strengthened by it as we trust God. And it's easy sometimes to only do what is easy and not be okay with frustration or a difficult season. There's a a verse in Hebrews chapter 11 that I love. And it talks about how Jacob, as he was, just before he died, he was with Joseph and prayed over his sons. And as he did that, he leant on his staff and worshipped. And the the thing that's significant there is when a Hebrew boy is given a staff, it's when they come to manhood, so about the age of 12. And the staff is significant because for all the good things that happen and all the bad things that happen, they make a mark on the staff. So when Jacob was there praying over his grandkids, he was leaning on all the good, all the bad, and all the indifferent stuff that had gone on, and he worshipped God, and he praised God, and he prayed a blessing from that place. And so we need to do that. Let's be like Jacob. Let's not get disheartened and discouraged by the bad stuff that may happen, but let's worship God through that. You know, we sang earlier, praise his name forevermore. Let's not let our situations or our feelings dictate whether or not we praise. 
You know, for me this year, with what I've learned and had God show me in 2016, I'm thankful. And I'm not being cliched because that's the Bayside theme for 2017, but I'm thankful for the journey, for all the mountaintop experiences and for all the times I was in the depths of the valleys. I'm thankful for the journey. It's been a year of God teaching me and taking me to greater levels of understanding about who he is and who I am when I'm submitted to him. So some of you will know and some of you won't. I, after I turned 18, I worked for the Geelong Footy Club for about six and a half years and I loved it. I was born in Geelong, grew up in Geelong, loved my footy. So it was essentially the dream job, the dream job for a Geelong boy. But it got, to the end, it got to the point where I'd moved to Melbourne. Emma and I had been together for a little while. I needed to start to be an adult. So I needed full-time work, something that was going to pay the bills and do all that adult stuff. And so I went to them and said, oh, is there anything that I can do? You know, I've been doing this job that's available. And they were like, no, well, no, you don't have the qualifications. We can't give you that. So I had to walk away from the job that I'd loved and I'd had basically walk side by side with my Christian walk. But then I got this job at Bayside in communications, which I've been doing for, I think it's three years now, and I love every minute of it. But at the end of last year, this same job that I was chasing at the footy club became available. And I was approached for it and asked if I wanted to take it because I'd had two years of experience and this was a it was a hard thing to to think about because at the time I was frustrated I wasn't thinking I was in the right lane and that things weren't going the way that they were meant to in my head so I was like oh maybe this is what I need to do but Emma being the wise woman that she is talked some sense into me and so I knocked it back, not knowing what was going to happen. And I don't share that story to big note myself. I, I share that story because we all have those situations where there's a fork in the road. One decision takes you away from what God's calling you to do. The other takes you towards it. And it's never an easy choice. But nothing good or substantial usually comes from the easy option. There's hard work. You think of pearls. They've got to be refined under fire to be shiny and bright and that thing of value. And for me, my training ground I now see has been rich through the connect group that Emma and I run, through being a part of the prophetic training team, through being on staff and the discipleship I receive and being a part, being able to come and be a part of this community here at Frankston. You know, it's taken this thankful perspective for me to see things this way. And we need to trust that his mercies are new every day, that no matter how, how hard things get, God is there. He is moving. So I want to encourage you, church, even when things seem at their worst or their lowest, and like there's no coming back from it. God is always active in our lives. We just need to have ears to hear and eyes to see what he's doing.
And it can be easy to feel like those are just words, and they are, but there is a lot of truth to them. And we get so caught up with the things on earth that we forgo the things in the spiritual world. So remember, when work is tough, his mercies are new. When there is physical pain, his mercies are new. When there's relationship issues, his mercies are new. When there's issues in your family, his mercies are new. If life is giving you lemons, his mercies are new, and then you go and make lemonade with those mercies. So regardless of what has come before, whether it's good or bad, his mercies are new every morning. So we need to make decisions from that place, not a place of feeling sad and discouraged and frustrated and angry. Make decisions from a place of praise and in accepting his mercies. Who here has made a, a New Year's resolution? Yeah, there's a few hands. Have, have you ever stuck to any of them? Okay, there's a few people. I, I've, I've never stuck to one, I don't think. Um, but I did some research and some of the top resolutions people made heading into 2016 were to eat better, to volunteer, to improve their fitness, to try something new, and to sleep more. I'm, I'm all for that last one. But the, but the thing is, I, I was actually pleasantly surprised that the majority of the top ones were actually really good things and really important things. And we laugh at the, the sleep more thing, but when we have a healthy sleep pattern, we're more content, we're happier, and we're more productive with the things that we do. And so I, I, I actually think that that's a really important one because the world can wear us down and we tend to just forget about what we decided we wanted to do and that what we stand for in a moment of inspiration. We forget about that because we're tired or we're run down or things are hard. But, you know, the things that determine what we do is, is what we're thinking, what we're speaking, what we're believing and what we're living. If we're focused on God and his promises, that flows out of what we do. Let's not get fixated on situations and, and ill feelings. Let's focus on God. Let's focus on his grace and his love and the fact that he says that we will do even greater things than these when we are with him. You know, we try and hide the fact that we are broken without him by trying to find little things to keep us occupied and that we think will give us meaning. But God uses broken vessels because it magnifies his glory. He puts us back together and breathes new life into dead bones. A new life designed for more and for greater. A life designed for partnership with God and with the Holy Spirit and to outwork and live that. That said... We can't just expect these things to happen. We need to run our race, stay in our lane, believe for greater, walk towards our calling and embrace our destiny in God. We need to focus on him and what he wants to do. We need to just keep swimming, as Dory would say. Just keep swimming. Church, each day is a new day. 
And so there are new opportunities for these greater things and new opportunities for God to move and for us to move with him. And in the process of making the decision about the job offer at the end of last year, Emma said to me, it's your decision, but does this take you closer to God's plan for you or further from it? And that's the challenge I leave with you tonight. When you consider what 2017 has in store for you, are you moving closer to God or further away from him? Can I get the band to come up, please? So as we come before a new year, church, let's stand on the promises that he has spoken to each and every one of us. If you can't think of anything that God has said to you through somebody else or when you've read the word or just to you alone when you're praying to him, then stand on what Jesus did for us when he died on the cross in our place. Stand on the love he has for us and that he has a plan, even if we don't know it or understand it. You know, tonight might be the moment where God reveals part of his plan for you, whether you were prayed for or not. He may also just simply let you know that he is there and that things will be okay. Whatever it is, church, I encourage you to write it down and to stand on that. Because this is the Holy Spirit moving and doing a new work. It's not something to, to be fearful of or to be embarrassed about or anything like that. Embrace the plan for he works all things for good for those who love him and live according to his perfect will. So expand your sight and faith in him and allow him to work in and through you to reach your greater. Because after all, greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. So as 2016 comes to a close, let's take some time to reflect on what God has done, both the good and the bad, in, through, and for us. You know, God wants to speak to us always. Are we listening? So tonight, like Jacob, stand and praise his name forevermore. Whether things have been good, bad, ugly, indifferent, whatever they've been this year, stand on all of that and God comes and God moves. And so if you're brave enough, the band are just going to play some worship and we've got people here that want to want to stand with you and and, and celebrate 2016, the highs and the lows, but pray into 2017 and what God is going to do through each of us. So if you'd like some prayer, come forward and we've got people that are are going to stand here and and pray with you. and, And as they sing, feel free to sing wherever you are. Spend some quiet time with God, whatever it is you want to do. But we're opening this up. If you want prayer, come forward. We'd love to pray for you. So let's pray. Father God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you that through the good and the bad, you are God and you are good. We thank you that you have us in your hand, you have our back and you are with us through it all. And so Lord, I just pray that you would bless everybody here and touch everybody here, Lord God. I pray that they would hear your voice and know it's your voice. 
And so as we worship you, Lord God, and we, we pray for people, I just pray that you move in this place. All God's people said, Amen.